Hi, everybody. Jason Smith here. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Truth About Social Ads. I'm an agency owner specializing in Facebook and Instagram ads, and I have dedicated my professional life to helping you learn what others won't tell you about Facebook ads. You know, I believe there's so much information that no one is sharing about Facebook ads and how you can fail and win running ads for your business and when it's time to hire an agency. That's why I'm here bringing ideas and information that can help you run successful Facebook and Instagram ads. Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Jason from The Truth About Social Ads. Super excited to bring this episode to you guys today. Eric, how you doing? Doing good, man. How you doing? Doing good. Um, gosh, another busy day we had. I guess that that's seems to always be busy no matter what. <laughs> Every day, man. Yeah. Yeah, super excited about this episode. Eric actually came up with this topic and I and I think it's really important to talk about we are trying the video recording side from Zencaster today, so we'll see how that goes. So you'll be able to see Eric and I actually on video if you watch this episode. I don't know how it works. I don't know, like, whatever, but we're going to try it out here and see. So, but yeah, um, it's actually cool to see you and not like look at a blank screen when we're talking yeah, uh, on this podcast. So, yeah, so this is episode 13. We're going to be talking about why paid ads in house usually don't work. Yeah, it, it, this is a super important topic for business owners, agencies. You know, if you're if you're thinking about possibly taking your ads in house, don't do it. <laughs> well, yep. I, I guess you know whatever it is, what it is. But yeah, let's let's uh, gosh, let's dive right in. We have a few stories from past clients that we don't work with anymore. We're not going to obviously name any names or anything, but we do want to talk about the importance of what happened with these clients and stuff. Eric, but before we dive in, do you have anything you want to mention yeah, or let's talk plug about? The, um, let's plug the iOS update download we have. So for anyone that's listening, and even if it's come out and you didn't know about it and you need to quickly adjust, which when we're recording this live today, the Apple, the iOS update has not rolled out. But for anybody that wants guidance on how to handle it, we have a download. This is direct from Facebook. We repurposed it with our branding. You can download that at spotlightsocialadvertising.com forward slash iOS and uh, check out our case studies while you're on there. But yeah, that will help you know what to do to prepare for the Apple iOS update. Uh, it's yep. spotlightsocialadvertising.com forward slash iOS. So let's jump in. These are some pretty, uh, these are some uh, significant stories of our, I think most of them were 2020. One of yeah. them may have been twenty nine, the end of twenty nineteen. I can't remember, but um, these are some yeah. pretty impactful stories. Anybody who's owned a business and hired an agency has probably hired a bad agency, and anybody who runs an agency has probably had some bad clients. So yep. one of the biggest sticking points is always: should I bring my ads in house? And I'm gonna I'm gonna let Jason tell this first story because he was he was very involved in the first one. Um, and I say that because, you know, he's a business owner. He has a lot of people working for him. So sometimes he's more involved. And in this this first one, very involved. Um, yep. I, I'm going to start off with the point. 
And the point is, <laughs> whatever you do, it becomes a full-time job. What, whatever you do to, to yeah. excel at it, you know, people always talk about like, oh, just do, a, do this on the side, make a lot of money. Usually doesn't work like that. You usually yeah. need to master your sphere and become really good at what you do. And yep. that's kind of the basis behind this episode. Uh, yep. Does it work to take your ads in-house? So let's talk about our client number one. And uh, Jason, give a, give a background on the story and what happened and kind of the industry that they're in too. Yeah, for sure. So this client came to us, um, obviously wanted us to run his Facebook ads. When we first started with him, I think he was spending around, I don't know, not that much, like around 10K, something like that. Uh, oh, I forgot sp- it was that low when they started. It was, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You nothing, scaled nothing, them up big, dude. Yeah. Nothing substantial. I mean, well, don't get me wrong. 10K is still a substantial spend. Like, I don't want people listening to think like, oh, like these guys, <laughs> they, they think 10K is chump change. It's not. It's it's a lot of money. But what happens normally is these businesses reach a certain point and can't get to like the next point they want to get to and scale their business because it's hard. Like scaling's it's tough business. It's complicated. Uh, and that's why they usually come to us and say, hey, we, we need help scaling. It, this was actually a referral from um, someone else. So they sent him over to us. And uh, first call went awesome. Sounded like a super cool dude. You know, we definitely don't want to work with assholes. So we try to <laughs> we try to keep our, our asshole uh, meter. Um, dude, it's you know, down pretty... right now, man. I don't yeah, I, we really it... don't have any. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. We fired yeah. like four people. And don't get me wrong. Like this guy was was awesome to work with the first time around. And just to give a little context, so he came to us, hired us, and I think we ended up we ended up scaling him from about 10k, I think, to about 60 around there, about 60k, um, at, at a very profitable return on ad spend. And we were doing great. And then he comes to us, and he says, "Hey guys, I think that we have a lot of changes going on in the business, which happens all the time in businesses. I mean, even Spotlight Social, like." Things change, right? So we get that. You know, he said, I think it would be better if I just take back over the ads because he was running the ads when he came to us. And he was very hands off, like, hey, you know what? You guys are doing a great job. I don't really need to be involved. So, you know, whatever. And then um, I said, okay, cool. But what he wanted to do was something very unique that we had never done as an agency before. And he wanted us to kind of still coach him a little bit on what's going on because he saw that we took him from 10k which he grew it to 10k up to 50 or 60k right like it it was substantial like it wasn't just chump change you know yeah. so we yep. we 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 grew them up. and they were in they were in a space that they were trying to help like the the mental health of children so it was yeah. it was a really cool brand and i and eric and you and i both really believed in the brand, right? Yeah, it was it's awesome. Cool. It's a cool product. Super yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, re- really great. And then, so then I said, you know what? We've never really done that before, but how about this? How about I charge you a, a minimal fee a month and whatever questions you have or you need me to do anything or help out, let me know. More than happy to do it. So, but we told him, we said, hey, just remember every time a company's taken it in house before or you take it back over, Things usually tend to go back to where they were before when we take took over, right? So, or maybe even get worse than they were before. Yep. So 
He ends up taking it over again, a bunch of changes in the business. They end up opening a bunch of new countries, which is cool. And and then it comes back to us a few months later and says, Hey, Jason, like, I don't know what's going on, but my ads just aren't working anymore. And I kind of laughed and said, well, huh, told you so, you know? Yep. Um, and then he says, Hey, I want you guys to take back over. And I said, okay, cool. Yeah. We normally actually don't take stuff back over. Once you leave, you're gone, but we made an exception. Great company, super cool people. So he said, okay, cool. Well, we took back over and I go back in and look at the ad account and it's just like, it's horrible. It's like it, you know, barely breaking even ads are just a mess. Uh, you know, the, all these different countries are open now. And I think, I think when we came back in, they were roughly spending about 30,000, I believe. So they went from, from we scaled them up to 50 or 60. They dropped back to 30. But now they're at a 30K spend, but they're not making any money because the ads are just like all over the place. So I said, okay, you know what? We'll come back in, but I'm just telling you, it's going to take us a while to get you know, to, to back up to where we were and beyond. Um, but we, we can do it. It's just going to take some time. So we came back in. Things were started going okay. And then he wanted all these changes and all these different things. So we, we were doing that the best we could. And then, you know, again, I told him it was going to take a while because he kind of messed things up, you know? Um, so it was going to, it's going to take us a while to come back in and kind of redo everything and to make it profitable again. Well, make a long story short, a couple months in, he like didn't really want to wait around for it anymore and basically said, you know, you guys aren't doing your job and blah, 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 whatever. And it's, it sucked because he really messed it up and then he blames it all on us. And he's like, Hey, like, why aren't my ads doing good? The last time you guys came in, I'm like, yeah, but the last time you were only spending 10k it was easy to fix right like it was easier to fix than spending 30 or 40k when we came back and then wanting to get to 100k so we were actually towards the tail end of him leaving again which this is why we don't take people back usually is because when they leave once that's usually a sign and we shouldn't take them back right yep. so we got him up to about a almost 200k in spend and then he's like, you know, ads aren't performing as well as they used to, all this stuff. And we tried to really tell him, hey, listen, this is a long haul here. We really want to do this. And then I think their their margins changed a little bit as well. So it drove ROAS. It, you know, they had to get a higher ROAS at the time. And you know, if if you know anything about Facebook ads, when you're scaling to a hundred to a million and spend, a hundred K to a million and spend, like you're not going to get a seven X return. You're just not, right? Like yep. you're in a whole different tax bracket, like I call it. So, anyways, he left again. And it sucked because we were really trying to fix things. And, you know, we probably made some mistakes on the way, but but that's what happens when we come in, scale it up to a certain point, they leave, they run their ads, and then we have to come in and like take over completely again. And it, it's it's tough. Scaling's really hard. Facebook's a complicated machine and you're never going to be able to run ads like we do at our at, at an agency in house it's not going to happen right like you're going to hire some some kid or some dude who says he knows all the stuff about facebook ads and that's why they come to us and people stay with us is because we really can go from spending 0 
10,000, 20,000 to spending a few hundred thousand a month at a profitable rate and profitable profitable ROAS. But it's a lot of work, man. Like it's a lot of work. It really and, is, I mean, yeah. we're, we're and then once once you once you leave us as well, you don't have the resources at Facebook. You don't have a partner manager. Like a lot of things go away when you leave a good agency. And I'm not saying we're, you know, we're the only ones with the partner manager because we're not. There's tons of agencies with partner managers, but when you leave that agency, be cognizant of the fact that you leave them and everything leaves with them, right? The, the high-level work, Facebook partner managers, being able to reach out to us and say, hey, Jason, what's going on? We go to our partner manager and then ask questions there if we can't answer it. So there's a lot that goes into this. And um, you know, if, if, if you're not doing this literally full-time every day, all the time, even if you had an employee doing this, they're still not going to know and do things the way that a really good high-level agency can do it. So yep. yeah, Eric, feel free to add add whatever. I'm probably well, missing there, some stuff. And Yeah, I'm going to add there because um, I didn't realize we started off with them that low. I was So I got a snapshot of that towards the end. And I've been with Spotlight for about a year and a half now. But what happened, what I saw, just I'll, I'll kind of run through just a real quick, like, you know, snippet or snapshot of that experience is I was when, when we were around, I think about 180 K, maybe 150 K. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. That's when the business owner took it back. And yeah. I remember Jason stressing going, Oh man, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like it's going to plummet, you know, what's going to happen here. And then I just remember going, you know, kind of looking and going, Oh man, like the performance <laughs> just dive bombed. And, and here's the thing. And let's talk about this for a second, because you know, you, you, when, when I first started working with you, you would always say like, oh, the accounts are messy. Like, you know, they're messed up. And, and I didn't really understood back then what that meant. And, and now looking at, you know, high spending accounts every single day, I'll give a quick example. There was a, a friend of mine came to me a couple of weeks ago and showed me an ad account. And um, I ended up not, you know, doing anything with it or bringing them on spotlight or anything, but I looked through the ad account. He had another agency and I could clearly see that whoever was running his ads had taken a course from about four years ago. And <laughs> they, they, it's just obvious, right? Awesome. It's completely built for ABO, but they're using it as CBO. They have the wrong number of ad sets on and they, they, they you don't know these things unless you're talking to Facebook and you know what how their system works best. So yeah. there's all types of little things like that that you know, Jason's right. You won't get as good of service because we're doing this all day, every day. And what happens usually from what I've seen, this doesn't always happen is, you know, the business owner goes, oh, I'm going to hire this guy. He's pretty good, but you know, he'll get better. And then what happens is the business owner gets busy. And then that yep. person is, you know, sitting at their desk, looking at the ads, but they don't have that high level knowledge. If they did, they'd have their own agency or company. And yep. then the business owner forgets, goes back and, you know, the person's going, oh yeah, performance isn't that great. No, oh, you know, then they get frustrated, their performance drops and it takes months to rebound that. And it's funny because, yeah. you know, we talk to other agencies all the time and they all say the same thing. They're like, if someone, you know, takes that away suddenly, they ruin months of work, months yeah. and months of work. So that was painful to watch this account because we loved the brand, you know, yeah. um, it was a really cool brand. So to watch that plummet. And then the other thing is there's a communication breakdown whenever that happens. And that leads into yeah. the next story. So 
I'll cue up this next story. Um, this is probably our worst client we've ever had. <laughs> Literally. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, right? you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. think this, the second story was the worst client we've ever had. So basically what happened here is Jay, how, how far did you scale? It, it was a fitness product. Yeah, I think they came to us spending about 15K. And I think at the end, we ended up, they were spending about 200K or maybe more, yeah. I so believe. So you scale them up to about 200K. Mm-hmm. Um, but very... And very, very profitable. Very like, profitable. I'm talking like yep. they had strict ROAS rules and margins and all this stuff. And I even was doubting myself like, man, are we going to be able to do this? And we did it. Yep. They were at like a three and a half and four consistently. Consistent. Yeah. So spending t- over 200K. Yeah. That's pretty hard feat. Yep. It really is. We were, we were killing it. What happened? Well, first of all, I have to say the, the person was impossible to deal with. I'm talking, Ooh. I spent Thanksgiving going through like 300 links just because they told me to. And I was yeah. at Thanksgiving dinner eating, you know, potatoes and gravy going through links just because they were worried that they were wrong. I mean, I'm talking like ridiculous. And and then not only that, but like when little things would go wrong, like yelling and screaming and hanging up, just like nightmare. And what happens when that happens with the client is let's talk about the topic, right? If they're in-house, they quit. Like they're not going to last. If you have a boss like that, you will not keep employees. Well, you won't keep agencies either. So You know, what, what happens is a communication breakdown to the point where, you know, Jason's like, dude, I don't want to talk to this client anymore. They're like so difficult. So I'm in there fielding stuff, taking as much as I can. Jason's jumping in when he can, you know, (laughs) and with Jason it's different because he's the business owner. So he can go off and he did go off on this person a few times. Yeah. Several times saying like, Hey, you either trust us to run it. We know what we're doing. We're making you, we're getting you a four row ass spending 200 K like, and there was one point and it was during COVID when I remember like we, this business was doing so well. And there was one week where this person was happy with us and it was at like a six row ass and it was because of quarantine. Anyways, this is, this is what happened, right? So they bring on a new marketing manager that knows another agency. I'm going to keep this short. And then Jason, you add anything I forgot. We could kind of see the writing on the wall, like, ah, oh, they're buddies. This, you know, might not work out. Um, and then there was a communication breakdown because we were so tired of getting screamed at and yelled at their inventory went down and we were doing these daily inventory reports. And then this new marketing manager, we see someone go in and start building ads. Well, what they were doing was splitting audiences. So their performance went from a two, sorry, from a four return on ad spend to a two in less than two days. And we had kept it like that for almost a year. It was mm-hmm. the most, fr- and here, here's again, this is even an agency that does yep. Facebook ads. Supposedly this big agency who knows what they're doing. And, and you know, they, they had this last call with us where our performance, and we were sitting there going like, we killed it for you. You're yelling at us because someone else touched your ads and broke them. Like, so I, I mean, they, they took it and out and we saw the numbers before they were gone, gone and they were not good. So nope. things like that, just splitting the audiences that, you know, people who don't have partner managers and do this every day, just don't know. 
and it, it, we weren't laughing because it was not a fun situation, but, um, they, they tried to take it in and do it themselves. And, you know, yeah, and they, they hired this marketing manager because they were getting so big and we had grown yep. them to a level where the business owner couldn't keep track of it herself anymore. So she needed some help. Yep. Well, when she did that, what started happening was, was this marketing manager basically came in and was chipping away at the business owner saying, Oh, these guys don't know what they're doing. I have a better relationship with an agency that I know. And it's just like this, this whole thing that goes down. And I, you know, it just, that really bothers me. Like I never, I never, when people come to us and say, Hey, my agency isn't doing well. I always ask, well, what do you mean your agency isn't doing yeah. what they, what they need to be doing? And sometimes I'll straight out tell people that come to us, say, actually, they're doing a great job. Yep. You're just because we know if that's yeah. the case that they're a nightmare client and yes. we don't want to work with them. Yep. Because. They're just going to keep running from agency to agency, ruining relationships, burning bridges. And this isn't a big world. Like it's small, yeah. right? And, and so when you, as a business owner, when you, oh, my agency isn't doing, doing a good job. You know what? I, I like, I could pull up some screenshots right now from her results and people would die for these results. And she's telling us we're not doing a good enough job. Yep. So that right there, that means that she'll never be happy. She's a miserable person to begin with. <laughs> Yeah. Um, she'll never be happy. She'll never be happy with, she could get to a million and spend at a four X and she will not be happy. And yep. it, with her, it was all about spreadsheets and this and that. And that's not what makes you successful. You know, a Google sheet of your daily goals and all this stuff is not going to make you scale to a million dollars a month and spend from, from spending, you know, 15,000. And it, it was just super frustrating and then what ends up happening was this person, this marketing person that came in was just, you know, constantly talking negative about us to her. And then it would make, it would rile her up even more. And then we would get on a call with her by herself. And, and to us on a Zoom call, she was super cool. But then once we would log off, I already knew what was happening. She was sending the messages and all this stuff because she was like quizzing us. You know, I, I hated that, man, like quizzing yeah. us on, well, why are you doing this? And well, how many hours are you working? You know what? Does it matter how many hours I'm working if we're getting you a Forex a, a return at 200K in spend? Does it really matter? What yep. matters is, is that it, it's all working, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what we're doing is actually working really well. We took you from spending 15K. We've grown your business like astronomically. In less than a year, who who can, who else could take somebody from spending fifteen thousand dollars a month uh, um, at a four four x return to spending two hundred plus a month at a four x return? Do you know how many people would die for those results and be like oh, forever grateful for for us as an agency to do that and would never leave us because we did such a great job for them? Yep. You know. So yeah that that was a tough one and I that was. That was a tough one for me because it was like my stomach would hurt when I when I'd see the the, the Slack channel light up with a message from literally them, you know? every time a message would come in, both of us would just be like, "Oh, what is it? Like, what are we getting yelled at for today?" Yeah, and, and, and I, here's and the I, thing, guys. We're we're not just bashing here that like, and I'm this is kind of going to sound a little like I don't know judgy, but. We're talking about someone who's like troubled, like going off on yeah. us every day. It it yeah. was not normal. 
We're not, we don't just like go off on people like this. This was not, and and, you know, we part ways on good terms with people all the time. You know, they get in a bad spot. We're friends with them. You know, we're cool about it. This was beyond, this was over the top. So yeah. Yeah. And, And that's when I also made the decision at the agency that, that like no one, nobody is gonna is gonna demean us like that ever again no yeah and it's not worth it and it just like my background as a policeman i I just like i would have never have taken that kind of treatment from somebody that talked to me like that on the street never you got to have a certain level of respect um we're your partner here we're not just some a bunch of idiots who don't know how to run ads right or or can grow your business like you know and 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 since then I've been very vocal to clients that have talked to anybody in our team in a way where where either they got a little offended or I was like, no, 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 you don't, you don't talk to us like that. Um, you go talk to somebody else like that, but not us. You know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna put up with it anymore. So, and and you know, and the same goes for clients. Like, you shouldn't put up with it if an agency is talking to you like that, and vice versa. Clients as well, and agency owners, you shouldn't be putting up with people talking down to you and going off on you for getting them really good results. I mean, it, it just, uh, it, it was crazy. Uh, and I'll, we'll yeah. never do that again. And that's why we have a lot of good clients right now, I think, is because now we see, we've learned these red flags and red flags are a big deal. And that's yep. part of who we are as an agency now. So Yeah, and we'll shut it down real quick now. Like if someone comes in, well, we, we interview, uh, we, ha- we have a more thorough interviewing process before we bring clients on. Yep. Um, and the funny thing is clients actually really respect that the cool ones, you know, Yeah. because yeah. they realize we're not desperate. We're not trying to take everybody on. We're trying to take on good clients that we really believe will work and get them phenomenal results. Yep. Um, exactly. so yeah. And, and it's, it, it's funny though, because that was kind of in-house, but that was like, it was their in-house person tied to another agency. But I mean, the 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 person they hired had to have been making over 100k right and then they yeah, also probably. had to pay the agency so and back then we weren't charging as much as we are they were getting a steal back then oh man yeah we weren't charging as much as we are now they they were getting such a deal on on the agency fee and uh, yeah and we'll never do that again yep <laughs> so all right, yeah. so that was client number two, nightmare client. They they took it in house and essentially ruined their ad account, like cut their performance in half in forty eight hours. Numbers that we had kept up for at least I don't remember how long, probably eight to ten months. Yeah, um, yeah. and within two days, within forty eight hours, they had you know dr- cut their performance in half. So, uh, and, and we're talking, and I, I know I'm going off on this, but we're talking like a really big agency came in and apparently the person that did their Facebook paid ads, didn't know what they were doing, came in 48 hours account plummeted. So, yep. okay. Story number three. Uh, okay. So this one is one that's tough for me and it is, <laughs> and it's funny because this is me and Jason will have two totally different sides of the story on this one or different parts of the story. But Anybody who's in digital marketing, and this business owners will kind of like, you know, sit back when they hear this. There are agencies out there that want to do nothing. We are not one of those agencies. Both me and Jason and our team work all day, every day. We, 
I, I would consider us a very, very hardworking agency. We care about our clients. We, w- one thing that I've uh, noticed about Jason is that he doesn't care who it is. He's going to do a good job and kill it for him. And that's kind of, that's been really cool to see, you know, as I've been working with Jason. Now, what I'm get, what I'm driving at here is clients that don't communicate. It can be, and this is client number three now we're moving on to can be a good thing because they leave you alone. They can also go off and do other things that you don't know they're doing. And it's it's harder to know what's going on. So I'm just going to say my part real quick, Jason, and then let's hear your part because you have a lot of history with this account. So basically what happened, this client didn't communicate for like months and months. A and year, dude. Over a year. And we're it like, we're, year. You know, we're hitting like, hey, we need this. We need this. We need this. Nothing right? Radio silence. And all of a sudden, oh, I have this, you know, this, this, and I don't know, I'm going to let you tell this part because I don't want to say anything. You know, our, our partner and account manager at Facebook better. So I don't want to say anything there. I shouldn't say, um, but I'll make my point real quick, which is when this person comes to us and had inventory issues and then comes to us and says, you know, why aren't you guys doing this? And we're like, we're in your account every single day working on your performance. There were inventory issues. So we had to scale back. Yeah. Well, he told us to scale back. It told us to scale back. And this is my final point leaves. And basically we, because of what we know, we were like, what is this person doing? Like what's going to happen to their business right now? We're, (laughs) we're a month and a half out from Apple and this person is telling us, oh, what? why do I need an account manager at Facebook? And we're just like, oh my gosh. Like, do you understand you're about to get punched in the face by an 800-pound gorilla? Like, you have no idea what's about to happen. And you're complaining to us like, oh, my connect inside Facebook isn't doing anything for me. So what I'm, and I'll stop now, but it, there's something about being when, when clients don't communicate, it's nice because you get more leniency, but there's also a, a it's a double-edged sword because yeah. they can go away and you don't know what's going on because you're not communicating. And then all of a sudden someone puts these like crazy ideas in their head. Oh, I'm the best. And I, I mean, we've seen that a million times, like probably yeah. literally 1,058 times we've seen people do that. Oh, I know yeah. how to do it better. And then they take it over and they dive bomb the account. So yeah. that's my take on client number three, Jason. I would like to hear yours. Yeah. I mean, no, no communication in one side is awesome. You're growing their business. You've scaled them from really next to nothing up to spending, you know, 300K a month on, on, on Facebook. Very profitable. And it's funny because you, you like, you watch this person go from small time business startup to like this $10 million business. And they like their, their lifestyle changes. And, you know, I'm not trying to say we were like the sole agency that did it for them, but because he eventually hired other agencies to do like Google and YouTube ads and things like that. But like, dude, (laughs) Like the growth was because of Facebook and yep. what we did. Yeah. And and then, you know, it's cool to have no communication for a while. We're doing our thing. And then all of a sudden, reach, he reaches out and says, Hey guys, 
we need to scale back like tremendously because we're having serious inventory issues. I'm not going to be able to get my product for like two months, you know, so let's scale back. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll scale back. And then as we're trying to scale back up again to where we were, and again, like a lot of clients don't understand, you can't just overnight, boom, let's go from spending 300K, scale back to spending 10K or 20K a month, and then scale up to 300 overnight, you know? Um, And then kind of comes back, hey, we have inventory issues. We need to scale back. Okay, cool. No problem. We'll do that. Let us know when everything's resolved. Um, we scale back, still doing everything. A couple months goes by. Hey guys, okay, we're good to go. As we're scaling back up again, it's taking a little bit longer than what we expected. Um, weird year with COVID, like Black Friday wasn't as good because, you know, Target is spending like probably $5 million a day on ads and it's yeah. like stores are closed. So all these big advertisers are spending a lot of money. So the holidays weren't as well or weren't as good. And, um, for some advertisers, some did really good, some didn't. But it just wasn't, it was a weird year, right? So we're, we're trying to get back up to where we were before. We're asking, hey, we need X, Y, and Z from you. We, you know, we need to, uh, like a video. We can actually do a video for you if you want. Now I'll handle it. Uh, never, nothing ever happens. And he kind of falls off again for a while. And then all of a sudden comes back and is like, hey, why aren't we to this point? Well, uh, we messaged you in Slack like three months ago. And never heard from you. So what are we supposed and, to do? And like every week for three months. Like, I, I, I mean, yeah. and I just say that because I know how much you were reaching out going, we need new videos. We need new creatives. We need, you know, and then we started creating our own. Um, yeah. Which yeah. We took good. it upon ourselves yep. to create images because we weren't getting anywhere. Um, as an agency, like we just said, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to do, we're just going to do them our own uh, ourselves. And then some other inventory issues happened. Um, and then he, and then it's crazy because one day I was scrolling through Instagram and I see an ad for them and it wasn't ours. And I'm like, what the heck, dude? Tell as much of this story as you can because this is a really interesting one. Yeah. So then, so then I, I go into our ad account and I'm like, huh, did someone, did someone on our team put, these images up and this really crappy ad copy without like QCing it through me and you and you know through the through our normal process. And then I go to ads library to look at look it up and there's like a bunch of ads that are not ours. There's ours that are there, which are awesome looking, super high quality, like you know, really good. And then there's these really crappy ones. And I'm like, huh. So this is where a partner manager at Facebook really comes in handy (laughs) because we reach out to her and we're like, Hey, FYI, what's going on? And then she says, Oh yeah, guess what? There's another agency running ads. Yep. And that just floored me, dude. Like I was like, are you serious? Cause what happens in the, in the Facebook ecosystem is if you have, the same exact audiences and they're basically stealing all of our audiences and they're doing everything that we're doing. They've all, they even copied some of our ad copy, which pissed me off, but whatever, you know, it is what it is. You, anybody can go on Facebook ads library and just steal stuff, which annoys me, but whatever. Um, and, and then next thing I know, they're not spending nearly as much as we are. They're not getting the results we are. Um, and then, and then we call the client out and say, Hey, we noticed, and like all this evidence 
And he basically denies it and says, oh, no, that was just me. And we're like, dude, we saw in like, you know, Facebook, um, you know, uh, helped us out a little bit and kind of gave us some information because they, like these results, our results are being cannibalized. And I had noticed results like, you know, CPAs going up and, you know, prices were a little bit higher than usual. And I was trying to figure out why. Well, now I knew why was because there's another agency running ads. And this client basically went behind our back and started running ads. But then he tells us he's just going to take it in house. So, but we had already seen what we needed to see. And it's just fine, you know, like, but, you know, no communication can hurt you if, like, you know, if you have other things going on or you're in a mastermind and someone tells you, oh, this, you know, my agency's better. Really, dude? You know, and not to mention, this is the second time this client did this to us. Yeah. That, that um, was kind of the, that, that was kind of, I mean, it's just like one of those things where it's like you, you make someone rich, which <laughs> I, I know we can't take full credit for that, but you know, you built like, I, I, I'll tell you what, I know like 15 people right now that if they got those results, they would, you know, love us for the rest of our lives. Um, yeah. But like either we don't take them on because they're too small or, and, and it, it's, it's weird right now because with the Apple update coming, people have to, you know, fork out a little more to, to make their, their ad accounts work. Um, well, yeah. And, and on this account, particularly like, like, we were doing stuff on the back end. We were connecting the Facebook API, right? So we don't have to rely on the pixel anymore. And, and, you know, Facebook, yeah, Facebook agreed to basically front a lot of money for, because this advertiser used to spend a lot of money and they were like, Hey, yeah, we'll help this guy out. Well, this will be better for the Apple update. And we were doing a lot of stuff in the back end that he didn't even know. And then being that there's no communication, I literally was messaging him every day for almost a month and no communication. Then all of a sudden, oh no, I haven't heard about the Apple update. And this guy wants to take his stuff in house and doesn't even know what's going on with the Apple update. Crazy. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's amazing to me, you know? Um, and again, we want to be partners with businesses. We don't want to be just a Facebook agency. Like we really, we really care about results and we really care about growing your business. And um, to me, that's the most important thing. And, I think we've shown some results here with these last three stories. Um, and, you know, Facebook's a complicated machine. Um, you can't go learn, uh, buy an online course for $1,000 and learn how to run really high level Facebook ads that are going to scale and make you a ton of money. Yeah. And let's make sure that everyone knows right now that if you're buying a course, make sure it's recorded after the app, Apple update comes out because it's not going to be relevant anymore in like 45 days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and unless and, you're talking to Facebook direct, you probably are not going to be as educated unless you know someone like Jason or, you know, have a connect at Facebook that's explaining the nitty gritty of it. It's going to be tough. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No. And, and there's a reason why we haven't come out with a Facebook course. Yep. It's because like, I don't want to waste your money. You know, like I don't want to charge you a thousand dollars for a course. And then you come back to me and say, Hey, Jason, I implemented everything that you said, but it's not working like you said it would work. Well, it's probably not going to because you don't know what you're doing, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fine line. It's really tough. Um, you know, we're going to have more stories like this to come. 
you know, and again, the whole point of this podcast and, you know, it's funny. I think when we recorded the Apple podcast, we, we ran like some, some, some basic ads just to like inform people about the Apple update. And I remember one of the comments on the ad was like, dude, you guys need to calm down. Well, that's that. That's why we we came out with this podcast. We're telling you the stuff that no one else is telling you. We're being real here. You know, yeah. like this is real talk. This isn't like if you're if you're a wimp and you don't want to listen to real talk, then then don't listen to this podcast because we're probably going to cuss every once in a while. Like we, you know, it 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 gets us a little emotional and pissed off when clients or people in general act stupid. Like no one wants to be taken advantage of. No one wants to be demeaned or talk talk down to. Um, we're we we're, we're coming out with these episodes to like to kind of go off sometimes. You know, like that's the whole point of this podcast. You know, so um, and I have no problem with confrontation. I like it. I love it. Like you know, <laughs> it's it's awesome. You know, I I really enjoy it. Like because that's what I used to do for a living. I used to I used to look for trouble and. I, I'm kind of still looking for trouble with this podcast, I guess. I don't know, dude. You know, <laughs> dude, it's so. funny, man. I'll tell I'll tell a story about that uh, regarding Jason and like handling high pressure situations. So, Jason can get heated once in a while. I can't remember what the situation was. It was like a month or two ago, and it just hit like like ballistic. It just hit like, and I remember me because I like I have a certain amount of you know aggression and and like I would consider myself a more aggressive. So I I hit the root. I was like. Oh, and I remember Jason just went calm. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is what he's trained to do, man. It, yeah, it gets crazy. Fun. Just calm. Like, okay, it's hit that level. Let, let's, let's get it dealt with. Okay. So here's where I want to go next, Jason. How, how much would it, and, and this is for the business owners out there. Like, let's appeal to the logical, like someone that's got a, you know, they've got a big business and they're like, well, I'll just hire someone, you know, 60 grand, 80 grand. Okay. How much would it cost? to hire you in-house right now? Couldn't afford it. Put a number on it. What'd your salary be? I, I mean, if I'm being like totally honest, I would say probably 500K a year. That And that, that's even probably lower than what I thought you would say because, yeah. you know, yeah. we're I mean, a trying to be a little conservative. Oh, so, go, say that again. Uh, trying to be a little i mean i'm not trying to go crazy here i mean i think yeah. my my time and my knowledge is very valuable but you know if i was hired in house a comfortable salary would probably be 500,000 a year for for the i mean i think it's a lot more i think you should pay me a lot more but i guess just to put a number on it you know but yeah yeah and and the funny thing is is we we make way more than that as an agency so just to put like uh you know a salary like a gauge of it. So think about that as a business owner. If you're going to get someone now, from what I've seen, the best business owners hire the best people. They hire yeah. A players. They hire people who are going to get a result they want. Right. They could have a B player and they're still not going to get the same results that an A player would get them. So the reason I bring that up is you business owners, th this is kind of the logic. Now, having seen this on this side, it, the logic is very simple. You get someone who kind of knows what they're doing. Let's call them a C player, a B player. You pay them 60, 80 grand a year, 120 grand a year, right? Yep. They're going to get a lesser result than we will get you because we yeah. do this all day, every day. We have contacts at Facebook. We have, you know, all of these resources 
to get the best results. And the biggest resource is Jason and his knowledge. Like that's really, you know, when things get tough and like our ads, account, our ads managers can't figure him out. Jason dives in and figures it out because he's been doing that for five years. Well, you've been doing that in other capacities, but with, with yeah. specifically with Facebook ads. And I don't know the exact amount of time, um, but it's, it's around, you know, five years uh, with very, very high level training when Jason started. And that's one thing. Usually it's like 10,000 out. Well, you've probably got that by now because you work till two in the morning every morning. So <laughs> yeah, um, tell me about it. So the logical decision is, do you hire a B or C or D player, not knowing what you're getting, bring them in house and have control over them? What happens, what, what we see happen every single time, they bring someone in, they forget about them, they start having them do other stuff so they're not focused on Facebook all the time. Oh, we'll do it, you know, a half measure Google guy and, yeah. and bring them all in house. You just get a smorgasbord of, you know, like C players and yeah. where you could outsource it, hire an agency, get the best result and, you know, that... I know we're selling ourselves, but we see this every day. We see this all the time. Um, now let's talk. Well, anything to add there? Because I, the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up is what a good ads manager does every day. Yeah, no, and I don't think you're we're sell, like you're selling us. You're you're basically you know stating the facts there. You know because we um, see this pain. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I I when I'm on like sales calls or people reach out and say, hey, let's jump on a call. I'd like to talk to you about Facebook ads. They always ask, well, how much do you charge? What I do is I watch their facial expression when I say, well, like our minimum fee is 5K, whether you're spending zero, whether you're spending up to a certain threshold. Mm -hmm. And if they look at me like deer in the headlights, they're not a good fit. Like they're not, you know, but if they look at me like, okay, yeah, like I could see this working. I, I, I know why you guys charge that. We don't charge it because we want your money. We charge that because we're worth it and we'll grow your business. Yep. That's it. And yep. if any other agency tries to tell you more than that, go ahead and work with them. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So anyways, yeah, let's go to the, on to the last topic and talk really quickly about... And I like this last topic because this does have something to do with you taking it in-house if that's what you want to do. Don't yeah. recommend it. But if you want to do that, this is kind of a list of things that a good ads manager or someone who's running your ads in-house should be doing every day to make sure that your ads are performing at optimal levels. Yep. So So number one, they optimize twice a day. So uh, we're in at all of our ads managers. They're they're supposed to be in their ad accounts all day, every day. Um, Mm -hmm. But they at least are required to review them in the morning and at night, that's the minimum. And then they scale or optimize once a day. And they, they never skip that. Even on weekends, we do not let them skip that. That's number one. Nope. I'm just going to run through them, Jason, and you add at the end to, to finish it up. So they make sure that new creatives, videos, images, or whatever they need are on the way before the account starts fatiguing, before yep. you know the audience gets tapped out. They're on top of it. They're looking ahead going, hey, we need new creatives in two weeks. They're letting the client know that. They're letting you as the business owner know, we need new creatives. Number three, they find multiple winners within every ad account to build as many legs on the table as they can. So your account is standing, not on just one ad account winner. And we get nervous when that happens. When we have one ad 
that's carrying the ad account. We don't like that. We try to get as many other winners as fast as we can. Number, I'm not, I don't have numbers here on my bullet point. So uh, good ads managers talk to Facebook at least a few times a week. So they have account managers and partner managers. The cool thing about an agency, one cool thing to think about is that, you know, you come to us, like we have so many accounts that we can compare your account to and use strategies from other accounts. You get someone in house, they're looking at your account only. They're not it's, seeing, it, oh, this yeah. is going on in 10 accounts today. Yeah, you get a little tunnel visioned. Yep, tunnel vision. Totally. Yep. That's a bad one. But a good, our ads managers, they're looking at all these different accounts to see what works and what and, doesn't. And, and they can also go to other ads managers and me and you and, hey, guys, I need some help with this. Or, yep. hey, what do you guys think? And you can, we can, we brainstorm as a team once a week and um, we have these calls. So, like these ads managers stay fresh. They stay, you know, thinking about the ad account in different ways, not just being tunnel vision, like, you know, on that, on that one thing. hundred percent. Um, hundred percent. They test, but not so much that it impacts the account. So mm -hmm. when we hear, I want to test this, I want to spend this. We love to do that. Right. But we don't want to impact your return on ad spend testing. You want to test at the right scale. Yeah, you don't um, want you don't want all your ads to be in learning at the same time because it's just going to ruin results. So oh yeah, and and that was one thing in client number one. That's one thing we forgot. Let's mention that that client reset his entire account into learning, his entire mm -hmm. account, and that was that was the story I told when I saw the performance mm -hmm. drop. He went and changed all this stuff, went back into learning. I mean, we were just like, oh, like, how did you do that? Like, how did you let yourself do that? Uh, last thing I'm going to let Jason finish it up here is uh, a good ads manager will think outside the box, critical thinking. And that's something that I harp on all the time. There's no magic bullet. You can't shoot the magic bullet that, you know, is heat seeking and get, going to get the result you want. You have to think critically. You have to yeah. think through what's going on. Why is it doing this? It'll do something different, different times. And that's where experience comes in and what Jason calls seat time. So I'm done there, Jason. Why don't you finish it up and kind of talk about the good ad managers and what they do. Um, and that's th those are the only ones we hire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and the last one's important, thinking outside the box. And there's one final thing I'll add to that. Not only do they think outside the box, but they're not afraid to take some risks in the ad account. If they're afraid of taking a risk every once in a while, risks can really pay off. Risks can also be bad. But in the Facebook ad world, taking a risk and it failing just means that you tested something and now we rule that out. Right. Um, and so it's, it's, you know, that comes with experience with seat time, right? Like with, with anything else you do, like I'll go into an ad account and I'll take certain risks that maybe an, a, a someone who's not as seasoned will be like, oh man, that guy's crazy. Well, not really. I kind of know what's going on. Um, and thinking outside the box and taking risks is a big deal when you're running ads. Uh, not everything's going to work. Most things don't work actually. But when you find those few winners, you can take you can take ad accounts to places you never thought possible. And if you wouldn't have taken that original risk, you would have never have known. Yeah. Right. Yep. And it could like, you know, Facebook will tell us things sometimes like, well, we haven't seen that work. Oh, I'm sorry, but it worked for us. 
you know, and then they're like, oh, really? Well, you guys kind of know more. You, you're in the trenches every day running ads. So if that worked for you guys, let's talk about it. Let's even do a case study on it, right? And let's tell other advertisers that like you really can run like six, um, you can run six ad sets if you're spending enough, you know, or, or you can have 10 ads on at one time inside of an ad set if they're spending enough and the way you do it. And you know what I mean? Like, so there's, you got to take risks sometimes and that's important. You don't want to take risks to the point where, you know, it's going to get us fired and and a client's going to get pissed off. But if you can articulate the reason why you took that risk and you thought outside the box for something that can literally take clients from spending a minimal amount to a lot of money on Facebook, um, just with critical thinking outside the box and taking a few risks. So, um, so yeah, it's awesome. So awesome. Let, let's wrap it there. Um, that's that's what we do. An agency. We like we like you to come to us, not bring it in house, because we get <laughs> you the best results. Yeah, and and we again, we're we're just we're we're making sure that you know the risks if you do take it in house, because yeah, yeah. you know um, if you want to hire somebody like me, uh, let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but um, but. <laughs> Like, you know, you really need to have a high level person who's going to take your business where you want it to go. Um, and, you know, not everything works. Um, you know, sometimes it works taking it in house. It'll, o- I guarantee you, it's only going to work to a certain point. And then you're going to have to hire an agency to take you to that next level. So, um, thank you everybody for listening. Thanks, Eric, for everything. Uh, it's a great episode. I think it's going to be well received, I hope. Uh, and, you know, again, everybody listening, take this with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, we we are very experienced, but there's also things we're learning every day. So, uh, and that's the whole point of this podcast is to bring it to you, keep it real, make sure we're learning, and um, yeah, it's been great. So, thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Awesome, better guys. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to The Truth About Social Ads. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at truthaboutsocialads.com for show notes and additional episodes. And if you have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show if you enjoyed it. That will help other people find us. By the way, I would love to hear from you please send me an email at jason at spotlightsocialllc.com with your feedback, questions, or a topic you'd like me to talk about on the show. If you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show. See you later. Bye.